This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is also an episode of God. I don't know when this is happening. Sure is. <laughs> I don't know what the next, I don't know what's going on in the news. And guys, I don't want to know because I know Cecil right now is on vacation while you're listening to this. It's well-deserved. And we're going to be talking about the Trump indictment. This, that's our long form. I read the Trump indictment for patrons, $2 and up, $2 and up patrons can listen to the 49 page reading of the Trump indictment. Um, I did try to add a little little vocal flair to it so it's a little less dry but i didn't actually think it was all that dry i thought it was a fascinating fucking read i really did man holy cow what an what an interesting it was an interesting read because you know what i love about it is that this is specifically set up as a way to show the case right it's set up to show the case and my god I, you know, I know, I, I know often what happens is, is that people who don't know law stuff have to get their analysis from other people who are going to take the time to mm -hmm. read this entire indictment and then tell them, yeah, it's pretty bad. This one is written in such a way that I was able to completely understand it. Now, I don't know if that's right. true of all indictments or if it was just particularly written in this way for the American people, because this guy understands that there will be a lot of people reading it. And so he wrote something that was very accessible. Could be. That could be possible. But I'll, I'll tell you what, after reading this, I had heard a couple of lawyers and pundits and people who study this sort of thing say, man, Trump is fucked. After reading this, I am, I would be very surprised if he walks Dude, away from this I can't this imagine. Unscathed. I cannot imagine how this is, this feels absolutely crushing. This indictment is crushing. One of my favorite fucking features, abs and I'll, I'll go to my grave loving this no matter what happens, is the way that they used in the indictment itself, Trump's own exhortations toward political security, toward national security, toward treating classified documents with extreme care. Because if you recall, his entire lock her up mantra that he got his fucking idiot pig brains to scream at his idiot rallies was based on the mishandling yeah. of classified information. So he's on record in many places, many times with this hardliner stance. And we should all have a hardliner stance on the handling of classified yes. information. So in the indictment itself, they use his own words to emphasize the importance 
And I just thought it was brilliant to emphasize the importance I of this. Thought, oh, it's God. so chef kiss. Mwah, mwah, mwah. It's so chef kiss. I'm going to read some of it. So here's a piece. It says, on August 18th, I just want to read the whole thing. So it says, as a candidate for president of the United States, Trump made the following public statements, among others, about classified information. On August 18th, Trump said, uh, this is 2016, in my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one is above, no one will be above the law. And then on September 6th of the same year, he said, we also need to fight this battle by collecting intelligence and then protecting, protecting our classified secrets. We can't have someone in the Oval <laughs> Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential yep. or classified. Then the next day, Trump said, one of the first things we must do is enforce all classification rules and enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified information. And then 12 days later, he says, we all need the best protection of classified information. And then finally, on November 3rd, Trump said, service members here in North Carolina have risked their lives to acquire classified intelligence to protect so our great. country. It is quote. so, so great. There's, so amazing. There is no wiggling out of this one that I can possibly fathom. I cannot imagine how like, like the the indictment goes to great pains to describe so many elements that just seem so well corroborated just so well corroborated they've right. got so let's let's talk through kind of what the allegations are since we've since we sure. so it's not just and we talked about this on the main show it's not just that he went home and he had a few extra documents and didn't know about it that is not what is being alleged here at all. This motherfucker had boxes and boxes, what they call, his fucking yes. aides call his beautiful mind boxes, right? They allude to them in the indictment. It's his beauty in text messages as his beautiful mind documents. And I thought there is actually nothing that is a more damning indictment of that movie, A Beautiful Mind, than to conflate it <laughs> with the mind of Donald Trump. Horse, woman, man, television, <laughs> child. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Horse, child, saddle. So, yeah. man, exactly woman, camera, it. TV. But like, so like, so he's got these yeah. documents and then it's not just that he's got them and he's not protecting them. And it's not just that he's got them and he's moving them around. He's taking these documents with him sometimes on airplanes. Like he's taking yeah. Cecil but bankers boxes full of like his weird mementos combined and mixed in with like super fucking like the most ultra classified top secret shit. They go through like they're like, yeah, this isn't just like, yeah, it's like you shouldn't have taken it. But like, you know, it's just like uh, nothing like this is like these are classified these are documents classified with like ultra you die if you looked at it top secret no foreigners they can only look at them in, in sealed looky loo rooms like they've got yeah yeah the skiff, the skiff stuff is the stuff because it's called scif and it's sensitive compartmented information facility and only individuals with appropriate security clearance and additional SCI permissions were allowed to have access to such national security. So you have to look at it in a place and yeah. be of that. Like you have to have a fucking, a special key to get in the star <laughs> chamber in order to fucking it's like the, the like, fucking to, thing. To look at these documents, you got to get to the looky-loo room at the end of a fucking get smart hallway, right? 
Like it's like it's like you really do. You really <laughs> right. got to talk into your you shoe. Have somebody like yeah, scan your eye 100%. and like give a blood sample. Yeah. And he's got this shit just in a fucking cardboard box, man. It's shit he shouldn't have. But he's just like, yeah, it's in a cardboard box. And sometimes I put it on my airplane. And sometimes I travel around with it. And then sometimes it's in my shower in fucking Marla, or it's in the ballroom. And it's like, and, and the thing is like. In the allegations, it's not even just that he has this stuff. And it's not even just that he's traveling with this stuff. But the most damning parts, in my view, and I don't know how you felt, but the most damning parts to me is like, when he is being asked for these documents, he is misleading his own staff, his own attorneys. He is lying to his own attorneys so that they will lie to the feds. Or not lie, so that they will mislead the feds yes. so that he can just like, keep the documents. He's playing like, like fucking three card money with these fucking boxes, having like this is fucking bag man and some other dude like, Oh, I need him shifted from, you know, underneath the red cup and then spin the red cup around the blue cup. And then the green one, yeah. like it's, yeah, man, he's, he's intentionally hiding what he knows are ultra sensitive documents. He is, and he, you're, you're exactly right. He's moving these things around his residence and moving them on planes, keeping them all the time in very unsecured locations. Then we talked about one type of document where you have to have like a specific clearance and be in a specific place to even look at it. He's got many of these documents and he's got other documents that are of a top secret nature and he's storing them in places where they shouldn't be stored. They even mention, you know, Mar-a-Lago is an active social club. It has many transient workers who work there. People could easily get in these rooms, rifle through these documents, take photos. At one point, you know, and this is part of the evidence that they're talking about in this, you know, they're talking about all these text messages that they have. You know, when you read through this and, and when Tom reads this to you, you, you understand that this is just a collection of evidence to show how fucked he is because I don't know how you get out of this stuff with these text no. messages and other things that people are sending to each other. They're sending Tom at certain points. They have to redact the text photo because the text photo has top secret shit in it because a box they said fell. Yeah. But who the fuck knows, man? Somebody could have easily been rifling through that, left it on the floor. Who cares? Because nobody cared about that document anyway. And then this person walks in, takes a photo of sensitive classified material and texts it to another person to say, uh oh, yeah, we for real. Like, they just text. They're, they're, this is a photo of a photo that should not exist of a document that should not be there. Yes. Taken by a guy who has no fucking clearance to be near the document, much less to take a picture. Then he sends that picture to another guy on another fucking phone. And these are just regular dude phones, right? Because they're not government employees. These yeah. are just like dudes who work at the fucking golf course or whatever. You know what I mean? These are not, yeah. really, well, right. it's not really right. that he's his bag, man. He's nobody. The president's nobody. These are not, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just a, a private nobody. citizen right now. So yeah. these guys don't have clearance. They, it's not like, it's, my work phone, Cecil, I work for a Fortune 500 company. So my work phone has all kinds of software on it that allows that work phone to be monitored from afar and even deleted and wiped out from afar. So if I lose my phone, I have to call IT and they will immediately factory reset from wherever it's at. They'll open my phone and wipe my phone because there's company sensitive data on it. 
That's not even this. These are just dudes with like their yeah. own phones working for a fucking like, you know, golf course company or whatever. You know what I mean? There's no, there is no security yeah. at all. And, and they're moving this stuff around with the express and written intention to hide it. Because the attorney number one, there's this guy, attorney number one identified in the, in the indictment. Attorney number one is like, hey man, like the feds are knocking on the door and they want me to go in and they want me to like find all these documents so I can certify to them that we have turned over everything. And Trump's like, yeah, yeah, well, how do you come by tomorrow? I come by tomorrow around uh, 3.15, maybe uh, 4 o'clock. And, and then like immediately there's these text messages from Trump's flunkies who are like, yeah, we got to move this shit around. And then they move shit out of the storage rooms that fucking attorney number one knows to go look for these documents in so that the documents can't be found. So that when he signs a fucking certification right. to the feds, he says, yeah, you know, here's all the 38 documents I found. There's still a hundred and whatever documents that he wasn't able to find specifically because literally the night before Trump had these documents moved by his other flunkies into the fucking toilet room or the fucking crawl space, like wherever. Yeah. The shower. Yeah. Put, he, he dug a hole and put them on underneath <laughs> one of the greens or whatever. Like he, there's a fucking, there's a groundhog. They got to blow up with dynamite eventually or but seriously, this is this is so when you when you read these regular Joes talking about this stuff. In fact, there's a, there's a text exchange between two of them. One of them says, "We definitely we can definitely make make it work if we move his yeah. papers into the lake room." And the other one says, "Is there still a little room in the shower where his other stuff is, or is only is is it only his papers he cares about? There's some other stuff in there that are not papers. Could that go into storage, or what does he want everything there on the property?" And the other one says, "Yes, everything that's not the beautiful mind paper Jesus boxes Christ. can definitely go to storage. Want to take a look at this space and start moving tomorrow a.m." And then there's text between his family and him about these boxes. People, everybody knows yes, he has yes. sensitive documents. Everybody. He gets he gets subpoenaed by grand jury to give the boxes back. He tells his guys to basically move them around so that the people who come to get them only get a certain number of documents. Handpicked, but it seems handpicked the way the timeline works. It seems like they're yes. handpicked by one of his workers who went in, who didn't have clearance, who didn't have the ability to discern what was in this stuff, just made a decision about what was in there. And then it got wrapped up and sent back to the, to the feds. And even Trump was saying, maybe you should get rid of some of this stuff yeah, by man. making plucking motions about whether or not you should get rid of it. He's, this is all dirty mob guy stuff that he's doing. It totally is, man. And he, he literally, he's like, what if, what if we just told him, what if we don't play ball? Yeah. Like what, if, and, and his attorney's like, what do you mean? What if we don't play ball? We have to, you can't just not respond to a fucking subpoena for these documents. What are you talking about? You, that's not an option. He's like, well, what if, wouldn't it be better if just nothing were found? Yeah. Like he's hinting yeah. around and then he makes a plucky plucky. Like, Hey, why don't you take these back to your hotel room? How and that's the other thing. At one point, the guy, the fucking attorney is taking these documents back to a hotel room to look through in order. But this attorney doesn't have clearance to look right. at these documents. Right. Like this whole situation is so spectacularly fucked. 
And Trump absolutely knew what he had. And there's, there is some wonderful evidence in the indictment that Trump, they've got him on record, that Trump, in at least two occasions, has documents and it says to people, these are documents, they're super fucking, at one point he's like, this document's so secret, you shouldn't come too close to it. Talking about like a map or some shit that he has. He's like, I know you, it's a super secret document. You should really, he's talking to a guy that like works for a political action committee, like a fundraising guy. And he's like, this is so secret. You can't even actually come close to it. There's a fucking secrecy force field around this document <laughs> that only I can see. And that evidently the it, it's, 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 it's safe if it's here in my chubby little fucking tiny hands yeah. or in my gilded yeah, shower. Yeah, Those man. are the two places where this document is safe. And then there's another instance too, Cecil. He's got a document and he says to somebody, you know, hey, I've got this document and it's plans of attack. Yes. I think yeah. the plans of attack are against Iran. And this, this general, I think he's talking about Miley, this general wanted me to attack and he gives this whole story and he's like, you know, I, I didn't, I could have declassified it when I was president, but I didn't. And so this is a big secret. So don't fucking say anything, but it proves me right the whole time. He's trying to like, he's trying to relieve himself of a grudge. Because that's the God, small man. thing. He's like, I was right the whole time. The whole I was right. This document proves I was right. Boxes. I think that's why he kept some yeah, of this man, shit. Yeah, man. They're all just old man screams at cloud boxes. Like he kept yeah, these. Yes. He kept these because he was mad about. He had like a shower thought after yeah. the fact. These are his receipts. These are right? yeah. These are he, these are the moments where he's like, I'll show those kids for picking on me or whatever. I have yeah. these, but he can't show anybody. And he literally can't show it. He can only show it on a onesie twosie basis. I wanted to go back for a second because we were talking about him maybe possibly destroying the documents. How fucked would he be if he destroyed these documents? He would be so fucked. I think that would have been so much worse for him if, if these documents wound up missing and he couldn't See, account I don't for know. Them. No, I think it would have been way worse. These are, these are secrets about our, our nuclear capabilities and other countries' nuclear capabilities. They're secrets about other nations. If they go up missing and they're not there anymore, and then he's like, oh, I just destroyed them. I got to believe you that you destroyed them. You know, I got to believe right? that yeah. you destroyed him. So I, I, I don't know, man. I don't think you destroyed him. I, I feel like that is a way worse crime than them recovering them from a very shoddily kept security situation that he had. I think that's a way worse crime. I have no idea if the real nefariousness of this is, is a thing, right? You know, there, there is an idea out there at the reason he has these, you know, when you look at, especially when you start adding up all the money that the Saudis gave a, gave him and his family and how they're getting billions of dollars from, you know, deals and things like that, there's, there certainly is some motivation for them to have documents that they could share with somebody and it could be, you know, sensitive documents. Why would you pay somebody that much money if you, they didn't yeah. have something they could give you, right? And this is something they could certainly give you. This is a saleable thing. So why not? It doesn't, I'm not saying that it is, but it certainly, yeah. it certainly makes people say, okay, well, you know, you've got a, you've got a uphill road to climb to prove that you're not doing this nefariously because you had these documents and were shifting them around and clearly wanted to keep them. But the way this indictment reads, it very much reads 
you know, the sound of it doesn't sound like he's out there shopping these documents. It sounds more like what you said, which is he's just keeping because he, you know, they're his trophies. They're the things he wants yeah. to show people to say, damn it, I was right about this. And this is going to prove I was right. Even if I can't show it to anybody, I know it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that, that is very, very, very much the feeling that I get is that there were a number of things that he was sort of challenged on or that maybe he was like, that he had a, th and he was like, well, I'll just keep the documents yeah. that prove that I was right. I think like, I don't know, Cecil, it, you know, the worry that I have, and I'm glad this didn't come to fruition because now we don't have to game it out, I guess. But like, if he had just shredded all these documents, then the documents go missing, but you still, you would then, it's sort of like, it's sort of like trying to like prove a murder without finding the body. I feel like it's easier because they found the documents. Oh, I feel I like their yeah, case yeah. is easier, you know, because they don't have to prove that he is the one that lost them or he is the one who mishandled them or he is the one like you'd be like, well, that could have happened anytime during the move. I don't know. I don't you know, I'm fucking 78 years old. I don't move my own boxes. You know, like. I, I guess I feel like this is so gotcha. Yeah, this is so incredibly gotcha. I am. Have you read any punditry or, or opinions or any analysis that gives you any sense of how he gets out of this? Because I read that fucking indictment and I'm just like, fuck. And I know that's how indictments are written, but it's just fucking brutal. It's so factual, man. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I haven't read anybody who says, who, who says this is a terrible indictment because of blah, the only negative things I've heard so far are he does he shouldn't have to deal with this because everybody, you know, these other people, like that false argument about the Clintons and about how um, Biden had right. documents and the false argument about how Pence had documents, that's, they're not going after them. So I've heard that bad argument floated multiple times through multiple different people, um, be they pundits or religious, or religious, um, or uh, representatives or, you know, Republicans of some stripe. Mm -hmm. I've, I've also heard, you know, a lot of people do the, well, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. Oh and yeah. They, and yeah. and so, they can yeah. easily poo poo it after they say they didn't read it. Cause they say, well, it's, it's unfounded anyway. You know, it's kind of unfounded, even though they didn't bother to read that. It's literally a 50 page stack of evidence. It is just evidence after evidence, after evidence. And the boxes pictures makes you laugh. <laughs> like as you, as you page <laughs> through it and the, and the comments back and forth between his, his fucking stooge one and stooge two, as they try to figure out they're poking each other in the eye with boxes. They're walking across Mar-a-Lago <laughs> with a fucking a window pane and somebody runs through it with a box and then Trump's on the second green trying to put a box into a thing. And it's just, I mean, it's just a fucking clown car when you read it, but they get out of it by saying, ah, I didn't, I didn't read it. I didn't read it, but I don't think there's a lot of founding. So what I've heard is a lot of dodging, but I haven't heard anybody say, well, on page whatever, you could clearly see yeah, that he's right. that he's uh, going after him in a wrong sense or he's going after him against the rule of law or whatever. Yeah, and I and I haven't even seen any, like beyond like refutation. I haven't seen I haven't seen any significant refutation of the facts at all, and I haven't seen anything that even to me approached a cogent theory of defense at all. Like I I like because like you're right. Like the what I see in the sort of like court of public opinion on the right is well they all do it, and this is just 
you know, they every every president leaves with some amount of documents, and there was chaos as he was packing up chaos he created, by the way, because he had to pack up in a hurry and, you know, things got missed. And now this politically motivated, you know, left-wing attack against, you know, by his political rival, blah, blah, blah. And that's such utter tripe because he's not being charged with just having the documents. He is not, that's a really important part of this indictment. He is being charged on a conspiracy to obstruct yes, justice. Yes. That th- this is a orchestrated, intentional, long-term, multi-party conspiracy to withhold these documents after multiple attempts. He th- there was a there was a conspiracy to create a false certification after the first subpoena for these documents that he caused attorney number one to produce, which is why attorney number one is able to break the attorney client seal and talk to the fucking feds about this. Because like, if you make me commit a crime, like I, like the attorney client seal does not work. It's, it's able to be broken if there is a commission of felony involved with that seal. So like, this is a much bigger deal. The people who are, I think, in the court of public opinion, poo-pooing this aren't, what they're trying to do is recast it in a way that is not true to the text of the indictment. I think you're right. I think, you know, when you read through the indictment, it it, it very much has, has that sort of, you know, like the, he is, he is clearly not, it's not like he shouldn't have this stuff. Yes, he shouldn't have that stuff. And it is listed in there that he shouldn't have this stuff. It's also listed in there that he shouldn't be showing this stuff to other people, right? That's also a crime. Right. That's also something that's a crime. And, I, and I, I'm not, I, you know, I'd have to re, re, re-look at it, but really it's obstruction. It's mostly obstruction. It is mostly him moving boxes place to place, him getting a subpoena and then saying, this is it. Here's the last 38 yeah. documents and he still has 108 that they have to the FBI has to raid his apartment and this isn't in a day. This isn't like this happened over a weekend. This is a year and a half of them trying to get uh-huh. the documents back. So, you know, don't let the 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 narrative slip from where they said, "Oh, well, they didn't give him enough time to get it back." Cuz I saw his Trump, one of his lawyers or his ex-lawyers doing the rounds on a bunch of different talk shows saying, "Oh, well, they just didn't give him enough time to get him back." No, he had plenty of time. He he willfully because if you read this indictment, he willfully went out of his way to uh, to basically lie to the Justice Department, or not to just the the National Archives, to say, I don't have anything else. This is the last of it. And then they had to go back. The National Archives had to wake up their one librarian who has the barcode (laughs) thing. And they said, nope, it turns out that I have 108 more missing things. And he's past due. He has 20 cents on each day. 20 cents for each day for each document. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's got to turn them in during the amnesty week or whatever that they have <laughs> the every one year. year you know, one week a year you, where you can turn you your fucking library books back in, in and they won't sick the books. dogs on <laughs> Dude, God, when I was a kid, I had the most egregious library finds. Like, unsur- I'm sure this will come as no surprise to you, Cecil. Oh. Like, I had the most wildly egregious library finds. And it's not because I didn't get to the library a lot. I was at the library like every weekend. My dad would just drop me off every Saturday at the library and I would just spend my Hours, Saturdays yeah. 
just hours just sitting and reading at the library and checking out. He'd, he had to put limits on how many books I would bring home. And in part, because I just never remember to bring them back. <laughs> I was just, I was going to the library every week. I'd be like, yep, going to the library. I'd be like, I should gather my library. No, I just didn't do that part. I just like, yeah, check out more books. I would have fucking library finds. Like, and this is in the like early nineties yeah. in the twenties of dollars. <laughs> At like five cents a day, five Cecil. Five cents a day, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't have 20. And I never paid. Oh, no. Like, I never, never. once paid a yeah. library fund. Because I was like a 12-year-old kid. Have money. I like, yeah. Whatever. I, I don't have 20 bucks. When I, was, when I was a kid, I had so much fines on the Super Tramp album that I almost considered <laughs> keeping it and just paying the fine. But I wound up bringing it back. And I think they waived the fines eventually. They waived them eventually. Um, and I was able to check other stuff out, but I had that Super Tramp album forever. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you a funny video rental story that's kind of similar. My buddy Dave, uh, so his mom, my dad was very strict. His mom, like, is fucking all bets were off. Like, it would, like Debbie, you could do whatever you wanted. Um, and so she would let us just go to the video rental store and rent whatever we wanted, and she never cared. Like, we'd have sleepovers at his house, and, like, she never like supervised us in any way. And so like I went over his house to spend the weekend or whatever, and he had rented, and we're like 15, 14, something like, we're a garbage age, right? Yeah. And he had rented Basic Instinct. Oh. And that motherfucker just straight kept it. He just kept <laughs> I it. I would have too. Like, he just didn't <laughs> take Kelly, it back. Like he, that's the one like with the, one point, is that the one with the, with, Sharon the, Stone. with the, with the legs as she crosses Crop over? Shot. Oh yeah. yeah uh -huh. That's a, that yeah. is a coming of age movie, my friend. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. He just like straight, he's like, I remember, I remember being like, oh yeah, we'll go over to like, cause there were two video stores we could go to. And, and the one of them was like also a baseball card shop. Um, and he used to like to go to the one that was the baseball card shop because he was into baseball and collector cards. And so I was like, oh yeah, I want to rent Like we're going to hang out or whatever. Like let's rent a movie. Let's go over to, I forgot what it was called. Cards and video, whatever the fuck it was. And he was just like, yeah, we can't go there anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I just uh, can't really go there anymore. I got too many, <laughs> can't go there anymore. too many fees or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got a little cow. Like, I can pay your fee. And he's like, no, nah, it's it's kind of a lot. Like, we'll just go to the other one. And then I like went back to his house and I just see like the fucking VHS tape of Basic Instinct still in his room. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. that's why you didn't, you never returned that. <laughs> okay, so. He just stole it. So speaking of things, speaking of your Basic Instinct wanting you to keep things, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about what's inside of some of this stuff. Because, you know, we, we allege, we allude to it, but they give a good yeah. listing of all the documents and some of these documents that he's that he's has access oh. to that he can share with people. I mean, you know, the list that you read of the items that they had to collect from him, this is not something that should be taken lightly. You know, no. He says it in one of his in one of the quotes they have of him where they're like people risk their lives for this stuff. And that's very true. And mm -hmm. the idea that he has access to information about our allies and things that they have in the field and I and you know some secrets that they might have and the fact that he could just have those and they could easily just be sprung by someone else that makes us look so fucking clown shoe in front of everybody in the world because our previous leader is such a fuck up that he's carrying around classified really highly I mean these aren't just like oh it says top no. secret somebody stamped top secret on it you really shouldn't see this this is 
stuff that you need special clearances to see. They literally had to have somebody who did have the clearances tell them what was in some of this stuff because they couldn't even yeah. open it. Yeah, that like how insane is yeah, it? Yeah, special master or whatever they had to have. Yeah, they they yeah they 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 had to like the these documents were so unbelievable. This is like this is like like when we were did citation needed and it's like. That, that kid built a nuclear reactor yeah. in his backyard and the cops were like, whoa, we got to like call in entirely different professionals to disassemble this shit, right? Because like we don't even have the tools necessary. It's the same thing. And this is just stuff, man. This is just like, there, there are documents in there. I know I was goofing around before. But there are documents in there that are labeled with basically every kind of oh shit label you can put on a document in the United States. Just about every label. Stuff that says like nobody from a foreign country can look at this document. So it can't be shared with leaders of any other. So other stuff that's that that indicates like, okay, we can only share this document with the leaders or like people with clearance from like a handful of, you know, very friendly right. ally nations. There are other documents that have like six different kinds of markings. If you listen, if you're a patron, and you listen to me reading them, some of these things have so many markings on these documents, so many restrictions that essentially like kind of nobody, unless you're on a Discord server, I guess, should be reading these fucking documents. Like it is an unbelievable, these are unbelievably sensitive documents. These are, these are documents that discuss like the military readiness and capability of the United States, our military weaknesses, our nuclear capabilities, the military readiness and 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 weaknesses of uh, other nations. Like these are, this isn't like you know Kim Jong Un's love letters, man. Right. And this is not like this is not right. like oh I kept an invitation to that time that the Queen invited me to a ball, you know, and I should have turned it over, but I. Uh, yeah, like this is big time stuff. Big time stuff. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is not keepsakes. This isn't mementos. This isn't the, you know, the love letter his wife got from the president of France or Canada or whatever. You know, like this right, is right. this is important documents that, you know, and they even go to great lengths in this indictment to tell you, you know, the people who were giving him this information were part of really important organizations in the United States that keep the highest levels of our government informed about, you know, up to the minute decisions and up to the minute important things that are happening around the world with our, our forces and our agents and our, you know, anything that has to do with the United States uh, in a secret way, right? Any of our secret forces, this is all stuff that he, he had access to and then just kept and then just yeah. kept. And, you know, it, it, we, we talk about him having that document of that, of that war plan or whatever. But, like, think about the fact that he kept that. Think about the fact that he went out of his way to be like, I want to keep this piece. This is a piece yeah. I want to keep. This has nothing to do with you anymore. It's like keeping your old account numbers after you leave your job. You don't do that. You don't keep the passwords and account numbers of all, you know, the people who you had because right. you had to get into yeah. Josie's uh, work laptop once in a while. You don't keep that stuff after you leave because the only reason to keep it is because you're going to do something shitty with it. And that's what he was going to do yep. with that document. He even, I mean, he, you can hear him use his words to say, I want to show this to people and I can't. Yeah. Well, and, like, and again, there is no denying. So like, like he has in his public statements, 
he has said like, oh, well, you know, I declassified him. He's, they've got this motherfucker on tape saying, I didn't declassify this. They've got him saying, he literally I, says I, I could yeah. have declassified this when I was president, but I, but didn't. I didn't. It's totes a secret. Yep. Like we have to pinky swear well, guys, before I show yeah, this to you. I, you know, I, I, it was, it was my call to, to, to do this. And I made the decision to not do it. I made the decision. And just steal it. And by the way, wink, wink, you shouldn't be seeing this. Right. You know? And it's like, what the fuck is he is like, I don't know this answer, but I suspect I know it. I believe that I've read and I, I see, so you correct me if I'm wrong or, or listeners can, but when you are no longer president, you lose your security clearances. Yes. You know, you can get, so they, they, he doesn't. Yeah. They mention in here, I, I'm just going to interrupt you real quick. I think they mention yeah. in here that previous presidents can get them, but they have to be granted by someone who currently has them. So you can yeah. get them back or you can, if, if it's a need to know basis, you can get them, but they literally explicitly say in here, he had no need to know. Yeah. And so as of, you know, January 20th at noon, when he lost that job, when he see he lost all of those clearances, so I think this is important. He no longer had clearance to look at those documents. Yeah, he stole them, man. He just fucking stole that shit, and he put the entire country at risk. He put us at risk. He put our allies at risk. You know, it's I don't know because they don't say explicitly in the indictment which documents about like military readiness and like all that stuff that he stole because it's, it's fucking theft. Right. I don't know which, to, but like, it would not be a difficult to imagine that it could be like Ukraine. Yeah. Right. And like the readiness, this is like, this could be information that is absolutely devastating. If it falls into the wrong hands, there was an article in the New York times today that Putin tried and failed, but tried and failed to have a, a, an operative, a U.S. operative assassinated just recently. Jesus. Just very, very, this was on the, the front page of the Times. The, the Cold War Part 2 is actively being waged. These documents would be of immense value to the many foreign enemies that are abroad. And what we have also broadcast now, what this scandal has broadcast now to the world is a weakness in our system. Yes. That now everybody in the world knows we have, right? This is an embarrassment and, and beyond an embarrassment, this problem, this scandal, the possibility of this scandal tells everybody that this is possible, yeah. that our security is not as strong as it should well, be, that documents are out there floating, that perhaps, you know, you don't, if you want to gain access to these documents, if I may bad faith foreign national trying to gain access to important secrets, maybe I am going to knock on the door when fucking Biden's not home and search through his garage, Didn't right? Did he have somebody break maybe in I am recently? Gonna I, I think he did. Yeah. I mean, like, if it's you know? that easy to get into Biden's fucking residences or whatever, and he has those documents, how easy is it to get into fucking Mar-a-Lago? Like, I mean, right. seriously, you look like, you know, uh, you're dressed like one of the hitmen in in one of those movies. You, you dress up like a waiter and you walk in and you whack a guy and you leave and nobody knows you were there until the next day. Same thing could happen with these documents. Somebody could dress like a waiter 
walk in, get whatever they want, take whatever photos they want and walk the fuck right out. I mean, they're in a fucking bathroom for crying out loud. There's a lock on the door and people expect you to lock it. <laughs> I know. I, it's the damage. It's amazing to me that Trump continues to do damage. Yeah. The damage that this motherfucking <sighs> piece of shit has done to <laughs> no this country. Kidding, right? I it, It's like, even, even at this point, even though he was arrested, even though he was booked, even though like he's going to stand trial for this, he is exposed to the world a security weakness of the United yeah, States yeah. intelligence community. And now we have to, and like, there are always holes in, in the intelligence of any nation. But one of the key things to do is to not tell people what your fucking weaknesses are. Yeah. Like, you don't go around with a fucking neon sign flashing it around and being like, here are the places I'm vulnerable. Oh, I'm a big, scary dragon with a big, scary green dragon. But I got one blinking red scale. And if you hit me there, I die, yeah. right? No, yeah. you you hide that yeah. scale amongst the green scales. Exactly. You might have weaknesses, but you don't fucking highlight them. Yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, the United States is going to be shitting out all its fucking sonic rings as soon as somebody hits it. <laughs> but you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, I how much damage, you know, how much damage could he have done in a second term? I mean, if this is him oh, leaving God. office, could you imagine the kind of damage this guy does in a second term? This is a disaster for this country. I cannot believe, Tom, I cannot believe that they, the Republicans haven't used this as the way to cut ties. This is a perfect opportunity. I know, man. To cut ties. You know, you're sort of milk toast seeing Pence do it. You're seeing a couple other people use it as a way to say, no, that's fucked up. You shouldn't have done that. And there's a couple of people, a couple of Republicans that are standing strong on this and saying, no, that's fucked up. But they still has so many people sniffing his asshole, following him around and, and doing his bidding because that is his bidding. To protect him is doing his bidding. And he's, and they're letting, you know, he's basically allowing it to happen. And because it, you know, it 100% benefits him. And the fact that these people have no spine and that they won't stand up and say, no, this yeah. is wrong. This is wrong. Especially the people like that one-eyed Texan who's, you know, was like a Navy SEAL who's jumping out of planes in his fucking own commercials. He's fucking jumping out of, a, 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 got a ripcord and he's pulling a parachute and he's got to go fight the liberals <laughs> or whatever down in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, you know, here's a guy the, who's yeah. toting his, his rootin' tootin' ties to this fucking, uh, to, to the, to the military and how people are, you know, you gotta get down on one knee and suck their dick. Cause they went overseas and were a clerk for a little <laughs> while or whatever. But here's this guy who's going to sell you the story of the military. And then the, the, the leader of our nation, the previous leader of our nation, the person who he supported basically fucking waggled his dick in all their faces. Yeah. And not yep, just yep. our military, our allies' military. Yes. Yep. And this is, if you are an ally of the United States, you're going to be, you have to be now looking sideways. Like, I don't know what I want to share information with you. Yeah, man. Like, are Why they going to want to share information? Why would right. they? And I wouldn't, I would not. And the thing is that there is a possibility, as horrifying as it is, there is a possibility that Trump will win. Yeah, in 2024. Sure. I think it's a long shot, but like, whatever. I thought it was a long shot the first time. I'm wrong. It turns out all the time. So like, what, who, whatever. So like, all right, there's a possibility he wins in 24. Think about what that's going to mean 
for the trust and safety and relationships with our international partners, knowing that like, well, whatever, man, if I say something to you or share information or intelligence with you or the United States in general, is it going to end up in your fucking golf club? Yeah, man. You know, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? So I think that if, if we fail to hold Trump accountable for this, really fail to hold him deeply accountable, I think we not only have have like failed to do justice. I think we not only have failed our political responsibility and our responsibility to the, to the justice system itself and to the rule of law, but I think we will have irreparably and generationally, Cecil, I really believe this, damaged international relations and trust in ways that may not be repaired in our lifetime. If I don't think that's an exaggeration. The crazy pendulum in this country that swung so far over in during Trump's run and Trump's elevation to office and then the first few years of the Trump presidency, the crazy pendulum cap swing all the way through COVID, how nuts everything was. And it's starting to swing back where, where, where there's accountability. At least it seems like there's some repercussions for people's actions. You're starting to see that swing back. I just want to see this happen not mm-hmm. because I want to see comeuppance, even though that's delicious, right? Even though it is delicious. And it's not like I don't want to see it. Of course I want to see it. But that's not the only reason why I want this to happen. I want right. this to happen because I want some semblance of normalcy back in the United oh States God, again. Because it feels like yeah. we haven't had a normal day in the last fucking, I don't even know. At this point, it's like fucking seven years we haven't had a normal day. And, you know, seven straight years of crazy town and people saying stuff that you're just, you just look at them and think, what in the sweet fuck is happening in the world where you think that's a true statement? And, And just to see a tiny bit of you know, maybe people waking up, maybe this is, you know, it's, it's, it's one of two things, Tom, because you're saying he's got a, he's got a thin chance of of winning. It's either that he gets thrown away forever and people forget Mm -hmm. about him, or this is the fire that starts the Nazi party in the Reichstag or whatever. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is, it's one or the other. We're at an inflection point because they're talking about people plenty of people all across the country, even Trump, as he's out there giving all these speeches is talking about, you know, how, how egregious this is and, and how the, you know, the nation has to stand up. He's using biblical language now where he's talking about, you know, this is the end times and stuff. So he's, these are are some dangerous people. And I really just want to see that, that fucking fire hose turned off so that, that we don't turn into you know, the new Nazi Germany where there's a dictator because that could ease that. We are at a point where that could easily happen. So do you think he gets out of this thing? What do you think? What is your conclusion? I don't conclusion? think so. I I hope he doesn't. My hope is, is that, is that uh, this sort of thing, there's, there's no way to turn this around for him. After reading this and seeing this, it's not just him. It's not just like, oh, I had some documents and you caught me with them. It's people moving documents around and you have you have proof. You have fucking text messages. You have text messages with them taking photos of classified fucking yeah. documents in your goddamn hotel or whatever it is, your club. They have those photos and they're sending them back and forth. They're talking about what they're gonna do. They're talking about how they have to treat you. That you're... 
are on tape waving a document around saying, I shouldn't show this to you. You are breaking the law. They have you breaking the law. This isn't just, oh, he said, she said, or oh, we had to chase him down for some no, documents. Right. This is you actively showing these documents to other people and you actively trying to shuffle these documents around like some sort of weird three-card money. I feel like after hearing all this and seeing all the things he did to try to keep these documents and obstructing justice, if they don't prosecute him, no one, everyone can be above the law then. Yeah, yeah. I I truly, genuinely believe that there's only, there are only two ways out of this for Trump. I really think there's two ways out. And way number one is he wins in 2024. Yeah. Way number two is any other Republican wins and then pardons him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, but I because this I, is just so fucking damning. I, or I guess way number three is the judge Eileen Cannon just throws the fucking case for him. Yeah, I, I again though I think that there's probably some fail safes in there to stop that. Um, we'll see where it goes as as time goes on. I hope that she does either pass on it or she or she brings it, and there's like you get a chance to hear it. I I am very curious to see where it goes. There's probably a lot of outs for him on this. But this is so damning after you see this and hear this. It's so damning if he gets out of it that it's so egregious that there just genuinely isn't no justice. Yeah. There is no justice if he, if he gets out of this. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this. We, uh, I, I certainly learned a lot from, uh, from reading this indictment and, and listening to it. I think that it uh, it really opened up. Uh, I I was trusting other people that he was fucked until I heard it out loud. So I'm glad that yeah. that I got a chance to hear it and and got a chance to really really listen and 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 sort of absorb it. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics' creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy healing, water downward spiral, brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.